0: It's time for a noon kick. Let's go, babe. Come on. Let's have some fun, man.
1: This is Danny and Dusty on Football Friday. You
0: gotta see it! You
2: gotta
1: see it! Brought to you by the A a Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the A a Sportsbook. Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Good afternoon! Happy Football Friday! That's Danny Rang, Dusty Hera, Jeff Rust over there. Hope everybody's Friday's going well. Let's get it. He's a Friday. And Divisional Round Friday, no less. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Jeff Rust, you always wear pop culture t shirts. I do not understand your t shirt of the day. What do you have uh, on today?
2: This is the, it's basically just the uh, Keanu meme sitting in the wilderness, you know, welcoming birds to come and sit on his finger. Oh, that's Keanu Reeves. That's Keanu Reeves.
1: On a rock. I'm going to have to take a picture and we're going to have to post this one to the uh, the station socials because I thought it was like a hipster Jesus, which I guess would be Keanu I mean, Reeves, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's
3: the way he looks. I mean, it's less, definitely less than six degrees of separation.
1: Is there a man. Who's your opinion has changed more positively than uh, one Keanu Reeves? Because for me, I I have done a complete one eighty on Keanu Reeves. I used to think he was just a uh, kind of boring stoner d- dude who was not a good actor, right? And that was at the beginning, like because all I knew him from was uh, Parenthood, where he was a drag car racer and he was awesome. I mean, are we, are we Bill and forget- Ted's okay. okay. Well, yeah. Come on, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And then uh, the Matrix, which was basically just skipping over Speed, huh? Stoner nerd. Well, yeah, and Speed is in there too, where he is—he's in there and he's just playing the same role as he played in Point Break, Break where he, I am an FBI agent, and then he delivers the line, "Wildcats, Wildcats," <laughs> and then it's basically you could just go wild stallions and you could just go through his early career and you're like gotcha figured you out um and he was like stoner cop stoner stoner and then stoner high school dropout and i was like and then stoner programmer yeah what's this dude all about and then all of a sudden you find out he's like the best dude ever and everybody should aspire to be keanu reeves Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah see this is where you started wrong. I always had a high opinion of Keanu because he was. He was the first dude who ever actually abided.
1: Uh, uh, how so? Mm. The the dude abides? You yeah. think that he is the dude before the dude? Yes. No. I think yes. he just
3: always knew his lane.
1: Yeah, he did. He, That's what I mean. He, I he, guess. He, and he always just was him. But then, uh, like the John Wick... Movies, the greatest trilogy of all time. He showed that's a statement. Mm. That is a uh, <laughs> statement. That is
2: like I enjoyed, I greatly enjoyed the John Wick trilogy, but that is a statement. It's wonderful. Soon to not be a trilogy anymore, though.
1: But this is where I went through and I said, This man can act when they killed his dog. Oh, yeah, that was no longer Keanu delivering Keanu lines, that was an actor who i don't know even how much he had to act for that one because that scene my goodness that is that is sad
3: you know most of that movie was shot uh continuous shot
1: oh really like, all, all
3: of the fight scenes all of the gun scenes are all continuous shot
1: see and that's the amazing thing about him too is his stunts that he They're does all in his him. movies He's, is incredible
3: if you if you're a real
1: mm. firearms
3: nerd like i am yeah there is not a point in that in any of those movies where the the round count is incorrect he never, he always reloads on time because again, it's continuous shot. Mm-hmm. And when the mag's empty, the mag's empty. Yeah. And so it's real. So you, when you see him reload or you see him do a pull a slide back and you know, a round check, that's all real stuff that you would do. And he spent, I want to say something like six months with one of the top three gun instructors in the world.
1: Of course he did. Cause uh, he's Keanu Reeves. Yes.
3: Uh, learning how to navigate CQB and to move professionally. So a lot of the stuff you yeah. see him doing in those yeah. movies is, like, drilled in training. And he's actually
1: pretty damn good at it now. Yeah, he really is. And he was Shane Falco in the repl- yeah. replacements. That's where I kind of started. I think that's where I started changing my opinion of him was in the replacements. And, look, the guy definitely had a, a lane that he loved to be in, which was uh stoner, uh cop. And quarterback, because John Utah, obviously, quarterback at Ohio State. Yes. And then Shane Falco. Oh, where does Shane Falco go to college? Did they mention where he – did he go to Ohio State I want to say that
2: was in Ohio State as well. Yeah, of course. So he must have an affinity for Ohio State
1: or it was just a, a the director or whoever that in that movie's like you know what we're going to go point break yeah, on yeah, that Shane one. Falco
2: a left-handed former all-American quarterback for Ohio State That's That's right. according to the wikipedia That's right. He was
1: Ohio it. he's an Ohio State, man. Is
2: After choking in the 1996
1: uh, Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl, yeah. Well, I mean some things don't change. Don't <laughs> <laughs> is he an Ohio State fan though? I mean is is that what I don't know Anything about this, but um, I don't know if he was actually a an Ohio State fan or what. But that is pretty badass. I was born in
3: Lebanon, Ohio. I, I was okay. just catching that. Keanu Reeves grew up with a deep appreciation for Buckeye football.
1: Okay, but he was isn't he Canadian though? Uh, Why he, do I think he's Canadian? He enrolled at Ohio because because State. So damn nice. So we got that. So he and he did go to school at Ohio State. Oh, he did. Yeah.
3: Why would he need to go to college? How uh, old is he? He really? went to Ohio State to further his acting skills.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Keanu Reeves, is fifty-eight years old. Fifty-eight years old. Fifty-eight. So that put him late eighties at Ohio State. There's no way he was already in in, in shows 80s. and stuff. Mid eighties. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Keanu Reeves. Well, I did just have I appreciate IMDB you page Keanu. up.
2: I think his first credit was like 1988.
1: Okay, okay, all right. Well, uh, wait. It says here he was born in Beirut and raised in Toronto. Yeah, born Mm -hmm. in Beirut, Lebanon.
2: That's what I said, booty twat.
1: Okay, but I was thinking that you were saying like Lebanon, Ohio, like it's a town. No,
2: like Lebanon, Beirut, Lebanon. Oh yeah, the the country.
1: Oh, that one went right over my head. (laughs) Yeah, I Le- was like, Lebanon does like, sound like a city because in Ohio. you guys he was were born like, in Lebanon,
2: Oregon. No, but when down you down there right near Philomath and such, right? Yeah.
1: When you guys said Lebanon, it was and you were like, oh yeah, they grew up an Ohio State fan. It's like like yeah, because when I think of Beirut, I think of Buckeye football. <laughs> 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 you guys both connected that dot really quickly, but I'm now finding you guys were just reading his Wikipedia page yeah. where those were in consecutive sentences. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, my confusion now, I totally get it.
2: And I was incorrect. His first acting
1: credits, 1984. Oh, what was that? Yes. Uh, it was a, an
2: episode of a show called hanging in. He was a teen client. His next one was a Coca-Cola spot. He played a
1: biker. Hanging in sounds like it's late night show showtime. <laughs> like, that's on Skinamax. 1985
2: in a TV series called Night Heat. He played a mugger. Thug number one.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm buying that one. <clears throat> but Keanu Reeves, I appreciate you uh, and your acting. Unlike uh, Nick Cage. I will stand on this one. Not a big fan of Nick Cage. I mean, Nick Cage is
3: Nick Cage. Whoa. Whoa! Nick Cage is crazy. Don't you have a Nick Cage shirt too? Whoa! Uh,
2: no. Oh, I thought. Sorry, I had to think for a second there. <laughs> I thought you did for some reason. I don't believe I do, but that mm. should be next on the list. Yeah, it should. It should be one of his. That's a glaring. That's face a glaring hole in my collection. Which way you going? Oh, you got to go face off. There you go. That's the. I, I still wonder to this day if Grace, if Face Off is the greatest bad movie of, of all time or one of the worst great movies of all time.
1: Oh, it's not. It's not a good movie. The Debate for the ages. It's but tremendous. you know what? You know what that one is? That one, Face Off is a movie that you throw in after Shawshank on TNT <laughs> because, you know, when they throw in the movies that'll get you to stop Yeah, on a, on like a rainy Sunday, you're uh-huh. like, all right, well, I'll you know, watch this. I
2: believe I've said this once before. I want to see a Face Off remake where they where Cage and Travolta just switch roles from what the played in the first ones.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: all right. <laughs> I can dig it. Okay. So then you can get, like, Nick Cage playing Travolta playing Cage. Okay. <laughs> God, they had really stupid names. Yeah, wrap your man. head around that one.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not a Nick Cage fan.
3: Caster Troy.
2: Caster Troy, was. yes. Yeah. And,
1: and his brother Pollux.
3: Pollux. Pollux Troy. Let's go. Hey,
2: don't Gone you, in 60 da, Don't you dare
1: no. denigrate Gone in 60 I will. Seconds. I will. Throw on some lowrider, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Nick Cage. But then there is a... uh, I actually started coming around to Nick Cage. It's not the best movie ever. Watched it on a flight. Uh, The... I don't even know what it's called. It's kind of like the unbearable weight of being Nick Cage. It's got.
2: That's the one where he plays himself.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's it, what, like
2: Pedro Pascal? Pedro Pascal
1: yeah. is like a, a an arms dealer. We mm-hmm. haven't caught that one yet. I want to see it really bad. He gets roped into working for the government. This is all things that are in the trailer. I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Pascal is a big Nick Cage fan. Yes. And so he becomes basic. It's, it's, but here's the thing. Nick Cage is obsessed with Elvis Presley. We know this right? because r i p Lisa Marie Lisa Marie, yes, they were married. That's right, you know, And it was like he was super obsessed with Elvis and people were like that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like the Elvis storyline working for the CIA, right where where he snuck his gun into the White House, mm-hmm. and everybody's like convinced that that Elvis is a CIA agent. That's basically the movie, Nick Cage. He just wanted
2: he's, to he's show
1: Dick Nixon his gun. That's all it was. Hey, that and that's not a mm-hmm. euphemism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Speaking of Pedro, um, Last of Us. If you all want to get your guts ripped out on uh, HBO Max, that mm-hmm. just that's this debuted this weekend. Uh, that'll that'll crush you in the first forty minutes. <laughs> I'm Just your soul will cease to exist. Yikes. But it's really good. Yeah. Super
2: good. We started watching that nineties show last night. Oh, oh, is that out? Yeah. yeah how's it, that? it dropped yesterday. Oh, okay. It's it's well look. If you don't have your expectations set too high. Hold on,
1: no, let, high. Me stop, let me stop you there. It's bad when he goes, it's, uh, no, it's, it's, that that is signal number one, too. If you don't
2: have your okay. expectations set too high, okay. You'll be fine with it. They have some good jokes in there, some good laughs. And at least in the first episode, you've got your, your, I think they're just cameos at this point, but you've got your Topher Grace. You, you get, you get, uh, uh Ashton Kutcher. And you Mila. get Mila Kunis. You get, yeah. uh, uh, Laura Prepon in there, too. Uh,
1: I, I bet we're not getting, uh, the the Scientology Danny Masterson. No, Nasterson? I believe yeah.
2: I want to say yeah. that I don't think they've crossed that point in the story yet. But I want to say that uh, uh, they deal with that by saying that basically he's in prison.
3: Which isn't he actually in prison?
2: Very well,
1: you know. Well, I think he. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe not yet. I'm. Not, I think it's a trial ongoing. Yeah. Maybe. maybe? But yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be able to weave him right back into that. No, 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 no. You know, well, especially once gone.
2: Ashton Kutcher already wrote him out of their other Netflix show. Yeah. Uh, what was that? The Ranch.
3: Mm, also with Sam Elliott.
2: Yeah. Sam Elliott. i beef
1: <laughs> alert. Beef bourguignon. See? But Sam Elliott, he does the Nick Cage thing where he, like, he is usually the same actor in all of his films. Yes. But it's incredible. But, but nobody, nobody is claiming Sam Elliott's the best actor. Like, there's people like, Nick <laughs> Cage... Best actor ever? It's like, no, not I'm not really. sure. Is those really, people are insane. Is Really? Are people saying Nick Cage is the best actor ever? Nick Cage is unironically the greatest actor of all time. That text has come through on the fan text line. I know people that are, you we, you know Alex Crawford. I mean, I know he's you know, Oscar I, you, We both yeah. know Alex Crawford. Loves Nick Cage. Thinks he's one of the be- best, greatest actors of all time.
2: See, now, this is one of those where I have to split hairs. There's a difference between best and, like, favorite. Mm. To
1: me. Okay. You know?
2: Yeah. Like, you know, you could you could ask somebody the best television show of all time, well, to but that, it could vary greatly from your favorite television show of well, all time.
1: Okay. For sure. How about to that, I say, if Nick Cage is your favorite actor of all time, I also think that that is an indictment on you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, what, do you what do you mean? Gone in like, 60 Seconds? Con Air? Con
1: Air. Raising Air now, Raising Arizona is <sighs> a great movie. What's yes. Leaving Las it? Vegas. Eight yep. millimeter? Eight millimeter. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Snake Sna- Eyes. Snake Eyes. It was the first movie. That was a hell of a period for him. Uh, actually, to this day, Snake Eyes is the only movie I have ever walked out of in my life. We saw it in the theaters. I was with my dad, and we looked at each other when he is sitting up above the boxing ring on the catwalk, and we went. Mm-hmm. He goes. Do you like this movie? I, no, <laughs> I do not. He goes. Let's leave. So that is the only movie to this day I've ever walked out. I mean, oh, you had and a good the start. Rock. Yeah, the, the Rock. You had a yeah.
2: good start in that one. You had you had your Nick Cage. You had you had Lieutenant yeah. Dan. You had a uh, what I believe a Carla Gugino in there.
3: you had, you had a pretty decent cast. Oh, sure. How yeah, am I forgetting did. Ghost Rider?
1: Uh, see, you want to talk about a hunko Hunkle burning crap? <laughs> yeah. That is what Ghost Rider
3: is. You know, you know what one the the best Nick Cage role was? Uh, Kickass.
1: No idea. Never seen it. See, oh, yeah, I only saw that once. Isn't that like superhero? Yeah, but movie
3: like, quasi more like real
1: vigilante. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: But he played his character's name is Big Daddy. And it's like a Batman ripoff. Well, you know he named himself for that one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's hilarious I because
2: it, I don't care if it was already in the in the graphic novel that yeah. that had to be him naming well,
3: himself. It was hilarious because it was just Nick Cage in like a Batman cadence. So like, a- <laughs> <laughs> see,
1: and <laughs> and
3: that's what made it so great.
1: That's where, that's where I, I sit on this. Yes. It, it All was right. Everything about so, it
3: was Nick Cage, but just in a Batman cadence with a mask on.
1: Oh, man.
2: All right. What the world really did miss out on, though, is the old mm-hmm. uh, Superman movie that never made it with he Nick Cage. He was almost as Clark Superman? Cage. Yes. I want to say it was going to be a Tim Burton
1: joint, too. That's Which like um, bananas. See, man, this is why it was almost is because Tim Burton wouldn't do that to us. He's
3: not that crazy. He wouldn't do that. It's crazy as he is. He's not that crazy. Tim
1: Burton is exactly that crazy. Nah, I don't know if he's that nah, crazy. Son. Have you seen Wednesday? Wednesday's yeah, really good. Yeah, no, on it is. Um, take that in your Tim Burton pipe and smoke it.
3: Totally uh, random uh adjacent thing as far as like somebody who almost played somebody. Mm. Uh the guy that ended up playing Loki, auditioned for Thor. And if you ever if you dude, ever watched that, no been way a that thing. oh dude he he got like as jacked as he could be with dude. long blonde hair
1: was he still pale as hell yes <laughs>
3: uh, nah, there the, the the um footage leaked out a, like, a couple years ago I think they ended up putting it on a DVD but just thinking about like the path that that could have taken yeah. when you know when you think of somebody casted like so perfectly for something which way they could have gone it's yeah. like Oh. Just thinking of Nick Cage as Superman, that's that's probably good for everybody because Nick Cage's Superman would have done things to his ego that we we probably couldn't
1: handle. He probably would have actually thought he's Superman. Yeah, just go out there and think he's bulletproof. He would have gone full method actor and <laughs> just been like, you know what, I'm going to just find this me kryptonite out.
3: and stab me with
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> he has been married to both Patricia Arquette and Lisa Marie Presley. Ah, that's a whole lot of crazy.
3: <clears throat>
1: yeah. Yeah, that is true. And he, he is a Coppola. Yeah, no. He's he's not Nick Cage. He's the nephew. He's
2: nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. But he changed his name to Nick Cage because he didn't want to succeed solely because he was a Coppola. Yeah, the, I'm sure nobody legend. knew who he was in Hollywood. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just the nephew of one of the most famous directors of all time. I'm sure he was never around a set that nobody knew Although who I he was. Although I do believe
2: his credit in uh, Fast Times listed him as Nick Coppola.
1: Yeah.
3: All right. There you go. So that's talking
2: he movies. He was also
1: in Apocalypse Now.
3: Was he really as like
1: a kid? Kid, I guess. Yeah, I think he was a. Uh, I don't even know if that was credited. Mm. Yeah,
3: I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah.
1: All right. Um. <clears throat> wow. Keanu Reeves and Nick Cage. There we go, folks. That's, uh, that, that's a fun tangent. That is the start of a show. Woo! And, and I, uh, as promised, I will get the picture of Jeff Rust's T-shirt of Keanu Reeves, which started this whole conversation uh, in the break. But where we got to start this show. Boy, uh, size matters, and the Blazers found that out the hard way. Again, Danny Dusty on the fan.
0: Uncle, hunkle, burning crap. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
1: I'll this is a football fraud edition of Diddy and i for not going to be here. But I no, just
0: keep talking. I swallow my pride for you. Live the life for you. But you still make me feel like a thief.
1: You got me stealing your love, A. Anyway. Do you never Boy, wow, the these words really are really rocking. These words are really hitting home right now uh, because it's kind of how I feel about my relationship with the Blazers right now. Like, <laughs> I kind of feel like they're treating me, <laughs> treating me poorly, but I keep coming back. I make you laugh, but you make me cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, the Portland Trailblazers lost to the Philadelphia 76ers 105-95 last night in what can only be described as one of the worst offensive performances I have ever seen in the first <laughs> half of basketball. I've actually watched
3: this. I've actually seen this team play worse in the first half. The win. win. Uh, they had an eight-point quarter. Whoa like three or four years ago.
1: Okay, eight-point quarters are bad, but uh, what about the 11-D turnovers that that also accompanied? That was also there, too. Boy, that was was brutal. And look, stinkers happen. uh, They happen actually quite often across the NBA. It's an 82-game season. But I think one thing that is becoming um, woefully apparent is that uh, the size advantages really... Are a big problem with the Portland Trailblazers right now.
3: Yeah, I mean it is, but it's also <clears throat> there's. I mean, and hell, Chauncey said it last night. You know, we are who we are, and Dame said it last night. We are who we are. Like we know we're gonna be undersized, and um, Nurk obviously getting in foul trouble early and letting Joel Embiid do whatever. Like I mean, they, they they pretty much threw Drew Eubanks to the to the Wolves last night.
1: Well, but I mean, we saw we we all saw this coming though though <laughs> so, because I mean we talked about it yesterday when we mm-hmm. were talking about this show. Is how long till Nurk files out? And that, that was a text from a, yeah. a listener who said, how long till Nurk fouls out? And it turned out he picked up two very quick ones. And
3: then a third one, he got caught doing something very stupid, putting his arm near P.J. Tucker, yeah. a guy who literally – P.J. Tucker might be the worst starter in the NBA right now. and Not he might be. He's the worst starter in the NBA right now. Mm. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't pass. His sole purpose in life is to be, like, irritating. Okay. And he's good at that still. That's, that's about it. Um but Nurk put his hand near him, and he just flailed and drew a third foul, and it was just a, it was a
1: very dumb play by Nurk because it didn't need to be done. Well, at least he did that. Yeah, um, I thought <clears throat> Nurk after he picked those fouls up, though I thought defensively he played well. I will not say anybody played well offensively. Ah, yeah, I mean Jeremy Grant did, and and Dame got his got his, but he didn't shoot well from beyond the arc. Um, I mean, in the first half Dame, did.
3: Dame was one of ten.
1: Yeah, it was brutal. That was that was one of the roughest games I have seen from the Portland Trailblazers in quite some time. Yeah,
3: one of 14 from three. And, and I mean, you can give Philadelphia credit for being good defensively and all that. I watched Dame and Ant get
1: to their spots.
3: They got, sure. they, they got to their
1: spots. Well, they, they here's, here's my problem with what happened last night. <clears throat> the Philadelphia 76ers did absolutely everything to say, Damian Lillard will not beat us. And they did a fantastic job at that. That that game last night was the game that you pay Anthony Simons a hundred million dollars to 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 come through for you, mm-hmm. and he did not again. No. And, and his slump is continuing. He's now about six, three of, weeks. six of his last twenty five three point attempts mm-hmm. he has made. Uh, that is twenty nine percent over his last three.
3: No, there's something there. Um, it's it's a, officially gone from slump to funk. Yep. Uh, this is kind of what Steph kind of went through for the first six weeks of the season. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's is it defenses being too much for him as a starter? Is it adjusting to a new role? Is it adjusting to playing with Dame? Is it getting twenty five million dollars and yeah. being the man like this is like this is always the risk? Is it does it, it are those things impacting him? Yeah. Or is it just a shooting slump? I will tell you this: the the one thing that I can I mean, I've watched him probably closer than most people. He does not have a confidence or an aggressiveness to him that was there when he's cooking.
1: That's And that's rough to watch.
3: Yeah. You, he, he's hesitant in things, and that's and not Josh Hart hesitant, thank God. Mm-hmm. But he does not have he. – there is not a bigger confidence player on the team than Anthony. When he is fully confident, there's nothing he won't step into. There's nothing he won't try. There's nothing he won't do. He is – Playing without confidence or without a a level of swagger that's necessary to be the number two, and as good and as great as Jeremy is, Jeremy Jeremy does not fit the profile of a number
1: two. Uh. -uh. Well, playing like an all star for the first.
3: Oh no, and and I'm not saying he can or he can't, but as far as like the creation stuff, Uh it's mostly for him, right? And that's not a knock on him.
1: That's just no. In in in, look to to your point and what you're saying is like in a game like last night. You're not gonna say they're gonna take Dame away. Jeremy Grant has to be the guy no, that, say, that yeah. wins the game. It has to be Anthony. Yeah, and that's dominance. the
3: thing is that he he hasn't been there the last yeah. couple weeks now, and it's becoming a problem. Uh, yeah. I mean Dame going one of ten, that's a hell of a hole to dig out of. Sure is, like, Bob. That one's that one's tough. Uh the Blazers in the first half shot thirty one percent and seven percent from three, <laughs> one of fourteen. Also had eleven turnovers. I mean, they—that's they, the thing—is they were as bad as bad as you could possibly be in that yeah. game, and they still found their themselves in the game, which makes the loss even more frustrating.
1: Right, especially when you get that thing down to seven, and you're sitting there and you're like, "Is, is there a chance?" Yeah, and then it has they going to do this?
3: In- gone because you get a uh, what—a uh, miss shot at the or a wide open three from Jeremy Grant that he airballed six feet to the left.
1: Yeah, it's not good. i,
3: I wonder if it was just a bad catch.
1: But this is, where, this is where it comes in, in part two is that, look, Philly was leading by 26 in that game. Mm-hmm. We see this all the time. You get up die that much. They just said, all right, whatever. And then they said, okay, now we're in single digits. And then they turned it back on, and that game was whoop, whoop,
3: whoop. I don't even think no. it was that because they, even early on in the game, Philly scored 26 in the first quarter. It wasn't like they are just getting everything they want. They were getting looks out of Joel Embiid. The, the hardened Embiid pick-and-roll.
1: continues to be the issue with the Blazers' yes. is length. Well, not just yeah. length.
3: I mean, they got crushed by Jokic and Embiid. They're MVP-caliber players. They
1: sure are. Uh,
3: but not having another dude with real size. Mm-hmm. Not just length. Real size is a problem. Yes. That's just that's just the nature of the beast.
1: Because you're, your backup center is, what, 6'9"? Sure. 6'10", if you're six, ten,
3: really stretching his back. All right. And, I, and again, I love Drew and a, a
1: big human being walking down the street and yes. the NBA is a center.
3: It's a normal dude. Yeah. Um, I love Drew. Uh last night in the first quarter and a half, he was maybe the Blazers' best player. He actually did challenge some shots at the rim, got a couple shots to go down. He came into the game and immediately pulls him beat out and knocks down an 18-footer. And I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. Well, glad to see it I for, did hell. like that. Hell, I think for the first like 12 minutes of the game, uh or for 15 minutes of the game, um, Drew hit more jumpers too than Damon Ant combined.
1: <laughs> that's not good.
3: Yeah, you makes hit two jumpers.
1: Here's your sign. Yeah, then,
0: your
1: but here's
3: sign. here's the stupid part of it. Despite all of that, Portland was there because Philly wasn't that good yeah. offensively. They weren't
1: great. Well, they
3: had fifty six in the first half, fifty seven.
1: But that's, that's also they were. We, we talk about this all the time with teams. Is they have fifty seven points, but the Blazers thirty four it was they were working on the defensive end and the blazers were missing some open looks that they were mm-hmm. that they were getting and trying to create but let's let's not kid ourselves Philly was working on the defensive end and that was they it was really like you sat there and you went oh, this team came to play tonight and that to me is it is the alarming part is that with the blazers losing you know was it six of eight games heading into that heading into mm-hmm. last night and you're sitting there going the team that had the more sense of urgency and looked like it from the jump was Philly and that, and that to me was the concerning part because that's when you go all right we we've seen this stretch now there's not a there's not a common response that that we're getting it, it, during a, a a stretch where you're losing six of eight games,
3: yeah, and Philly just won their yeah. fourth straight road game. It, they're like, pretty damn good on the road. They're yeah. rolling
1: right now. I think they've won. They're four on this trip. Yes. They've won six in a row mm-hmm. on the road before this road trip started. But four straight on the road, they're four zero. And, oh. and they're, they're great. They're a great basketball. Team no, they too.
3: are. And that's what we talked about yesterday. The the, the the like the real competitors in the league. Like, yeah. I just don't trust James Harden come crunch time in a game seven. But like. Joel Embiid is that dude. Like yep. everything that they do. If you look at their, their team, they're they're a physic. Not even just like length, they're they're a thick team. Joel's yep. probably the biggest dude in the league <laughs> outside of out of outside of Boban. Even
1: uh, PJ Tucker.
3: Yeah. No, thick dude. James Harden. Thick dude. Tobias Harris. Thick dude. Shake Milton. Thick dude. Like you go down their
1: roster, like they're strong. Shake Shake was working last night, man. Him and him, him and
3: T's, uh Matisse Steibel, like they that's here's the thing. As we're gonna talk about like the, the 76 defense. I, I want to give Philly some credit, but I want to take away credit from Portland more than I want to give Philly credit. Yes. And it was because the, you're sitting over there throwing these, these lollipop passes around Matisse Steibel. Like, you know what the scouting report says. A literal zero on the offensive end. Will jump the gap on every sloppy pass that you throw. That's yeah. what he does. He has one of the highest steal rates in the NBA. You don't f around around him. You find out. That's exactly it. That's his sole purpose in life on a basketball court is to be disruptive. Don't throw weak passes. <laughs>
1: oh, good, good, good job catching I, that yourself. I right almost there. did. I almost was the closest I've
3: yourself. ever come. But that was the thing. It's like. Yeah, Philly was aggressive and all this, but I I didn't think like that, that Philly dictated everything. Sure did they throw Dame at or throw to to it Dame and like they were a little disruptive. Yeah, but that's nothing Dame hasn't seen before. You string it out in a forty five and you hit a guy in the pocket like that's Dame seen that.
1: No, and, and, but he has seen that. But it's also he also knows when it's time to defer in those situations, and he was trying to. And nobody could do and, anything. And nobody could. So then he had to then force his own offense which led to what the one as you said one for ten in the first half i think first quarter was one for six in the in the first quarter um and that is where you sit there and you go all right that's where ant needs to pick up the slack jeremy grant sure as hell tried to um and the rest of the team josh hart again passing up three pointers driving through the lane there's something there as well that needs to be corrected both
3: jeremy and nurk pulled Josh decided multiple times last night and had their hands up with... You gotta shoot, man. Dude. You dude. gotta shoot. Like, it's it's not the biggest issue, but it is one no. of their biggest offensive issues because it's not just that Josh won't shoot. Watching through the tape last night, they're playing five on four. Yeah. Uh, there's multiple times when...
1: Westbrook and him.
3: Yeah, they're quite literally... They're putting him on the weak side of the floor and the weak side defender is in the paint. Fifteen feet away, and if you're asking Anthony Simons to create, if that's if Ant's strong side and they're loaded up to him, what does he do? Same with Dame. If if it had extra defenders on the floor,
1: well, Dame Dame was going to the rack and he actually got to the free throw line. Yeah. You know, he got to the free throw line 10 times last night, but, so I mean, he figured but it out. he's
3: trying to get through, and you're talking about, you're basically asking Dame to get through four or five guys. Yep. So you're asking Dame to do the same, or Ant to do the same thing, and he's just not capable of doing that. Okay. And hell, he's struggling already. That doesn't help them.
1: And I think that is the, therein lies the problem with, the, the, that's where the frustrations are coming with mm-hmm. Anthony Simons. Uh, it's also where the frustrations are coming with Josh Hart as well. And uh, look, this is a bad stretch of basketball right now. I... Two good uh, wins on those uh, <laughs> against the Mavericks. And the thing is,
3: your your two losses are to Philly and Denver. What yep. the second best record in the East, and or the third best record in the East, and the best record in the West. Like, you're 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 a, a slightly above five hundred probably team at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I, it, it, that's what that's what the Blazers are. It's the losses to the Magic, to the Pacers, yes, to the those, Raptors. The, those are the
3: games that if if those you, are the other ones in this. Stretch. You you flip those over, and you go, oh okay. You know, you lose yeah. to Denver, you lose to Philly, you kind of, you understand.
1: But when you're losing to all of them, yeah. and you're playing offense as poorly as they did in the first half. They basically that, have to that run that the stage. table.
3: The next four games, they have to run the table.
1: Yeah, they, and it starts with the Lakers uh, in town. And this is the, look, they're in a stretch that they, they need to capitalize on home court. And yeah. this has been one of the problems, is that, and like, being at home, mm-hmm. this, so that stretch when they came off of that road trip, I went and I looked, I looked up his – he's shooting 29% in those six games mm-hmm. since. But from at home. Beyond the, beyond the arc. No, since then. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been good. No, no, I'm saying at, at, home, at
3: home in general, he's been good this season. Yeah, but this stretch think, he has yeah, not. You would he think that coming enough. home would get it, and that it hasn't. But that has been the problem.
1: The last six games, five of them have been at home, and he is shooting – I think it was like 14 of 48 from three. Uh, with five of, of those uh, six games being in Moda Center. That's gotta turn around and hopefully it does because you got the Lakers um coming up uh, on Sunday, then you have San Antonio and Utah uh and then I think you wrap it up Toronto and Atlanta as mm-hmm. the final two. Uh bad loss for the Blazers though last night, 105-95. Not a bad loss in terms of like you should have won it, but the how way it looked it. Yeah. yeah.
3: It was it was it was brutal. The worst ten point loss I've seen in a long time. <laughs>
1: They're not all created equal. No, they're not. That's for sure. I,
3: I was much more frustrated with that loss last night than a lot of the losses. Like the Orlando one, everybody's bad. They shouldn't lose to Orlando. Listen, man, sometimes you just have bad shooting nights. <laughs> like every team in, in, in over 82 games, you just have it. And looking at the Orlando game, it wasn't a lack of compete. It wasn't a lack of this. They were 6 of 35 from 3.
1: Okay, but here's my question on this. And I, I actually posed this the other day. And it, like the the scary part is that it's continuing. Is like how how long do we go and we say, all right, maybe this team just isn't a a good shooting team. I, I think we're already there, where where you sit there and you go, we've had so many of these games in a row mm-hmm. that you go, are, they're getting looks, but they're just not falling. Like we can't ask Chauncey Billups the one to shoot the ball for him.
3: No, it's it, Dame Ant and Jeremy are the are the only guys in on this team that I think you can count on as being shooters. And he, like, and I know people are like, oh, you can't count on Ant. Listen. The staggering majority of his career, he's been one of the five best shooters in the league. Like that doesn't just disappear.
1: But he's never been asked to be the guy that he is right now, he did, and that's the concern. Well, he part. did last year for six weeks, for six weeks, and that's which is that's usually the issue.
3: Well, I mean, that's usually pretty indicative when you're the number one guy on a team for
1: six weeks. But that is way different than being the number two playing alongside Damian Lillard. No, but I mean,
3: yeah. he that yeah. should mean that he should be shooting, and he. And for a long let's put it this way. As bad as he's been for the last three weeks shooting, yeah. before that he was one of he was one of the hottest shooters in the league. Yeah. So which one am I tended to believe in? It's that he's one of the best shooters in the league. Let's go. Let's Woozah. Well, here's we'll see in here's, in a bit. The, here's the change that I think is gonna come. I think they're gonna move hard out of the starting lineup.
1: Josh Hart. I think
3: they're gonna start Eat. Nas pretty soon. Yeah. But I think Nas is still on a little bit of a mince restriction coming back. But whether it's through trade and Josh is traded or another trade that kind of restructures the roster a little bit, nothing crazy. I think at that point in time, if things haven't changed, uh, I think you, you, you'll see
1: nods starting. Okay. 503-250-1080. The fan text on right now is rust with sports center. <laughs>
3: The Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty.
1: Brought to you by the a Sports Club On 1080, The Fan. All right, 503-250-1080, that's the fan text. We'll get some of your uh, feedback right now, but then we're going to move on because it's Football Friday, all right? Um, text, if Billups can't figure out Josh Hart is a bench player and Nasir Little should be starting at the small fort, fire him now. I'm tired of this BS from Billups. We're like you know we're, you know I'm tired
3: 45 of? games in yeah I am so sick and tired of fire somebody hmm. trade somebody it has been 44 games 45 games yeah. where was this energy for seven years stop <laughs>
1: stop oh it was here no oh, the fan text line it oh, has always been, always been here people yeah always fire stocks oh, uh, oh no 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 that's what
3: game. no 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 that's what I'm talking about. The, the the dumb when it was there the, no the dumb that's what it, this whole idea of this the coach is the problem the coach is the problem the coach is the problem it's not the problem just like nick nurse went from, nick nurse didn't forget how to coach in toronto
1: yeah well here's this thing uh they are missing open shots we know that we've actually talked about this ad nauseum about they get open looks they're just not making them uh, this is, as Neil O'Shea would say, a roster construction issue.
3: Not, not a product of the roster <laughs> is what he would say.
1: Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> no. Since it, his hands are clean of this, he would call this a roster construction yeah. issue. Uh, but and the thing is, we already knew that this was an incomplete roster. The frustrating part, though, is that <laughs> the frustrating part is that the guys that you're supposed to rely on are not delivering.
3: Yeah, and I, I understand that. The other part of this is, and I, I, I tweeted something out about it basically earlier. Like, I understand being frustrated about about losses. I, I get that, and, and things not and last working. Last night,
1: plenty of reason to be frustrated after last. What
3: night. I don't get is people are like, "Well, if they're not gonna make a deep playoff run, then you tank." And I'm like, "No, no, like no. the front office told you flat out that this is gonna be a valuation year."
1: Well, also, on that one, I will say this that Nasir Little has not given the Blazers an opportunity to even start him or prove it because he has been injured. And he is still on a minute's restriction because this is only his second or third what third game back from, from being injured. Take a deep breath. It's it, This is where you sit there and you go, eventually will Nasir Little replace Josh Hart in the starting lineup? I think it, it, if you saw the spark and the burst that Nasir Little has been playing with, and mm-hmm. i think we very easily could see that and i think we probably will see that um but to call for it now you can't you 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 actually cannot do it because Nasir Little's minutes restriction is still there is, is he hampering just came him. back he's only playing 17 minutes yeah, he, last night and his, his i think
3: he's probably at around 15 and they're just now
1: slowly working him up and so in time Yes, that 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 is something that will be and should be in play for the Portland Trailblazers because you need more production and you need better production there. That 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 is something. Um, This is another text that comes in at 503, 250, 1080. So are we going to see more shade and Sharp then? And and play him. He's not no. afraid to shoot or anything. Right? No, now. you're
3: definitely not going to play the rookie who played, makes a truckload of mistakes. More.
1: Uh, he played 21 minutes last night. It was one of six from the field. 0 of three from three.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's uh, exactly why. Had a rebound and assist. No turnovers though.
3: No, because most most of his most of the time he's a playender. Yeah. So yeah, but as far as uh,
1: here's the guys again. <laughs> the roster is not complete it's not this is a 500 team that started 10 and 4 and that and, was great
3: and this is what you get with the 500 team you get this is what this, this <laughs> stuff happens i got i don't know how many more times like, people are like i'm just gonna tune out this season and i'm like fine tune out then like this is how you build man
1: yeah all right um another one says would dame have a he had a bad shooting night and in, in six turnovers uh, add in ten free throws, six rebounds, eleven assists, two steals, and uh, two blocks to the night. Though he did find a way on a poor shooting that, night. That
3: second half, he he got it together.
1: And boy, they were booting the ball left and right. Uh, he found a, he found a way to make an impact and and reel that other team in. Um, and that is that is an exciting thing to see. Dame's second
3: half was fourteen point seven assists, four rebounds, cool. two
1: turnovers. All right. Last night was a turd burger. I'm sorry, not fourteen points. Twenty-one points. Are you ready to turn the page? Yes, yeah, it's the NFL. Let's turn the page. Turning the page. Uh, let's take a look at the most exciting weekend in the NFL playoffs. It's divisional weekend in the NFL. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
0: Do that to me one more time. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny
1: and Dusty.
2: Brought to you by the AL&A Sportsbook.
1: On 1080 The Fan. We got an anniversary today. You know what the anniversary is? January 20th, 2019. I will give you that. It was the conference championship weekend, not the divisional round. Any hints? It led to a rule change. Overtime game? Nah, it was the worst pass interference of all time that was ignored in the Rams Saints game. Oh. You remember in 2020? Uh, wait, wait, 2019, we had a uh, rever- reviewable pass interference for a season? <laughs> How horrible that was? It was bad. Yeah. That's right. I, you know what?
3: Now I remember seeing the clip this morning. Walking through the house of how bad that that hit
1: that non-call hit was, and it is it just goes to show you things that happen in the playoffs. They will there will be a ripple effect. Last year, the NFL has done this time and time again. Broad sweeping changes because of something that happens in the postseason.
3: Oh, you mean like a tuck rule?
1: Uh, like a tuck rule huh. that was that it was a rule before, but uh-huh. um, that's how they interpreted it. Uh-huh. Uh, you had. This past interference, just last year, you had uh, Josh Allen not getting the ball in overtime against the Kansas City Chiefs, and now we have a, a change in overtime rules. We've also had some really good ones that have happened, kind of been the slow burn, and this is kind of the one of the impetuses for what we have right now, which is uh, the replay assist that they're calling. They refuse mm-hmm. to call it the sky judge, even though that's exactly that's what, what it, it is. is. Where you have replay assist where I, I saw today... Um, Kevin Seifert of ESPN had this stat that uh, game times have been the were the lowest this year since 1993, due to the three hours and one minute. Wow! For NFL games, and they're crediting re- replay assist and expedited replays because of a play call like that. Instead of making pass interference a reviewable play, you just have a guy who who goes, hey, hey. We need to. We need to. We need to pick that flag up right now, psst, psst,
3: or or throw it. Throw it now.
1: Throw the flag, and it's actually helping the game. And it's what we should have had no been way. having. This having whole
3: time. all the technology and having somebody over the top and watching things and speeding things up. Yeah. Who knew that would be possible?
1: And one thing I hope we do not have is. Have you seen the sales for the AFC Championship game? The what? The sales, ticket sales. Oh,
3: ticket sales! I like immediately went to like boat sales, and I was like, "No, huh? No, no." What do you got?
1: Uh, more than fifty thousand tickets have been sold to the AFC Championship game in Atlanta, Georgia, between the Bills and Chiefs. Because remember, oh. if that, if it, is, if the Bills win this weekend and the Chiefs win this weekend, the AFC Championship game Most is in Atlanta. Site, yeah. Fifty thousand tickets were sold in one day. I hope that the next sweeping change and overreaction the NFL does not make. I hope they do not put this alternate site alternate site for the AFC Championship game. It would be the dumbest thing the league does. No, don't like that.
3: Yeah, not only that no. the the other part of this is the owners won't like that because the owners they aren't getting like if you're if you're the home team you don't get your gate
1: revenue. Well, the own owners will love it well, because you do split it? you split gate. Yeah. In the in the play, you get a big chunk, bigger chunk, yeah. at home. But you lose a home game if you're the number one overall seed. That's what I mean. That, dude, if you you're the number that. one overall seed, you only get one home game, whereas the number two seed gets two home games. It just takes away a huge perk of being the number one overall seed. But this is what the NFL is going to do. They're going to go. Okay, then, guys, we can make even more money. We're at an eighth playoff team, and we can we can make more money that way. And that way, you can get your two home games if you're the number one overall seed, but you don't get a buy anymore. Yeah, so
2: then you don't get the buy or the home field advantage in the championship. And game.
1: that go that will go a long way to making the one seed less relevant. I I hope they don't do it. Um, what I say?
2: <laughs> Nothing. Just a figure. Oh. Just the whole the, the whole concept that, deserves that a was, part. That's what okay. I was very
1: loud. good. I was like, did I say what I say? No. Um, but I hope they I hope they don't start thinking about this. They will have conversations about this, but I hope it gets shot down very quickly because we shouldn't have a neutral site AFC Championship game. The Super Bowl is fine. That is great. This year is a one-off. There were extenuating circumstances. You had to change the site of the AFC Championship game because of the implications of that Bills-Bengals game that we never saw the finish to. Mm -hmm. Where somebody almost died. And the Bills, if they win that game and win out like they did, then they would have been the number one overall seed. Don't move forward with this because no. it's stupid.
3: Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. There's just no, there's no reason behind this other than a cash grab. Yep. Does not nice. make it better for the fans? In fact, I would argue it makes it worse for the fans because I think part of the the cool thing of fandom is having home games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Home and road shouldn't matter. Oh hell yeah! It Look, should. the the whole the, 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 in college football, like we're we're used to that as bowl games. Yeah, but I kind of like the idea of the twelve team format. What are they doing? Home games. They're adding that thing because they know how good it is for shizzle. So why would you go away from that?
1: Yeah, I, I, we have I a neutral.
3: We have a technically neutral site Super Bowl already. That's good enough.
1: 503 250 1080. That's a fan text on. Let's start diving into these games uh, a little bit deeper, taking a look at each one of the divisional round matchups. We start chronologically, Jags, Chefs. They get things going tomorrow, One thirty on NBC. Danny and Dusty on the fan.